Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Oh, you're back! Feels good to say that. Yeah, I'm back. I got a couple of messages yesterday too. So I did a solo pod on Friday and Monday. And then yesterday, we had a meeting yesterday and I had a bunch of stuff on the go. I was so busy. So I just said to myself, I won't do a pod today. But then of course, I understand some people didn't know and I got a couple of DMs, but here we are. A brand new pod for your ears. (laughs) Um, How did it go doing it on your own? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot to, I told people a lot about what happened with me over the weekend on Monday. We talked a bit about, I have a bunch of stuff trending on, on, on Fridays, talked about movies. Cause I know like movies aren't your jam. So I thought I'm going to talk about movies for a while and uh, yeah, it was good. It was fine. Okay. It was fine, but I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to have you back. And we've got a lot to talk about here today. Sure. Um, I'm going to start off with a quick story about, well, yesterday, by the way, I was sick. I was scheduled to be off Friday and Monday. Yesterday, I just caught like a weird 24-hour bug, like tummy bug kind of thing. And and I'm feeling much better now, but I felt like I had the plague for a few hours ah, yesterday. sucks. But better now, and, and I was away on the weekend, and I just, man, did I ever fluke into this one. I was down in Indianapolis visiting my son, and, and he's got a house down there, and I just wanted to check on it and make sure he's taking care of it and that the fridge has got actual food in it, <laughs> not just beer, that nice, sort of shit. Nice, of good fatherly things. Typical things that parents do when they visit their kids off at university or college. And I didn't even realize until I got there, oh, shit, it's Saturday, and the Colts are playing today. The Indianapolis Colts. Very rare that there's a Saturday football game. But I thought, if I'm here anyway, and they're playing, and I'm staying right across the street from Lucas Oil Stadium, I have got to go to this game. So I looked on StubHub, and mm-hmm. it's weird, because on the weekend, going viral was the fact that from some teams, I think it was the Carolina Panthers, you could get tickets for $4. There was hardly anybody wow. at this game. An NFL game that was empty. Is that because they suck? They're shit. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. dog shit. Okay. So anyway, I uh, I was looking on StubHub for the Colts, and they got a great fan base. The cheapest ticket for the, for the nosebleeds, 100 bucks a ticket. So I, I wasn't prepared to pay that. I wasn't going to pay 100 bucks a ticket to sit up in the nosebleeds. And then through a weird series of events, I ended up going to the game for nothing and sitting at a suite. <laughs> what weird series of events brought you to this awesome suite that you went to and just dined and drank like a king over there? Well, maybe that's why you got sick. Free food and booze. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> That'll do it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, no, how did you get that, though? I just ran into the right person, and, and I was with my You're dad. You're not naming names, eh? I, not You're not a name names. dropper? I'm not going to. Who's d- the right person? There's some Come on. very well-connected people us. in Indianapolis that I just happened to run into. What do you got? What, you got you got some you got some, some dirt on someone? <laughs> you used it to your advantage? I see what happened there. I get it. You don't have to tell us. Listen, I ended up in a suite, and the suites in the NFL are great, especially at that stadium because it's indoors. So I uh, I didn't know yeah. this, but going in, I thought, well, great that we've got these seats. I'll buy the beers because you got the seats. And, and it ended up all being free in there anyway. Kat, they were serving 
ribs. They were serving hot dogs and sausages, pizza. All All the beer was free. All the mixed drinks were free. It was great. Some of the best times I've had are are things that are like that, like a weird fluky thing. Like you just find your way there. So that's awesome. And I'm back. And you're back. And I'm back. Good, 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 good. We're back for a few days and then we're off. Oh, we should warn you in advance. Like, look, we're taking holidays much like you're probably taking holidays. At least I hope you guys get some time off. Like we we both hope that you get some time uh, with your family, with your friends and loved ones, whether that means a few days or maybe you're off for a solid couple weeks. But we're taking a solid couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, we like to take our vacation time when roughly we expect most people are taking their vacation time so that we don't disrupt your schedule too much. So, yeah, we're going to be off for two weeks. At the end of this week, you get three more after nines, including this one, two more after today, and and then we're on holiday. But there's over a thousand archived episodes Mm -hmm. now. Feel free to go back and listen. Let's get to today. And holy shit, there's a lot going on. We'll start off with the new announcement. From the environment minister yesterday, as of 2035, just 11 years from now, you will not be able to buy a gas or diesel-powered vehicle in Canada. Mm -hmm. They just won't be available. And the feds are going to start bringing this in right now by choking off the supply. A 20% cut to the amount of gas and diesel-powered vehicles that can be sold next year. It goes up each year until there are no more gas or diesel-powered vehicles for sale in Canada. First thought. I worry. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with the vehicles themselves. I think that's great. And I think green initiatives are good and great, fine. I just worry about the infrastructure being there. Like, is that going to go hand in hand with all the infrastructure announcements that we're about to hear here to make sure that the grid's ready? Do we even know it's ready for it? I just don't want people to be stuck in a situation where they're like, I'll go into the States anyway to buy gas powered vehicles. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, but just concerns. It comes across my mind first. For me, I mean, this is never going to happen. I mean, just so everybody knows, if you haven't looked down the line and read the tea leaves, this will almost certainly never happen. And and even liberals are saying this is not a good idea. It's one thing for the government to say you can't buy this or you can't buy that. It's a totally other thing for them to order you to buy something you don't want. And the only way to get around will be an electric vehicle. And and there's a lot of people that aren't there yet and probably have no intention of going there. So that's going to be a thing is that there's going to be very, very fierce opposition, especially as we get closer to 2035. You mentioned infrastructure. I saw a great report last night. I wish I could remember the reporter that did it. That They said that we're making about 3,500 EV charging stations a year. About 3,500. Okay. We need 10 times yeah. that amount. Yeah. And by the way, the vast majority, like 80% of the EV charging stations that are in Canada now are concentrated between BC, Ontario, and Quebec. <laughs> There's almost no infrastructure in the Prairie Provinces or in Atlantic Canada. So they got a lot of work to do. If they usually make 3,000 to 4,000 EV charging stations a year, they've got to make it more like 30,000 a year. So get ready for a ton of those. What kind of a... An impact is that going to have on our electricity grid? I mean, I remember not even that long ago when they were saying, well, you know, I mean, hydro use in the summer because everybody's running their air conditioners. We may have to, you know, come up with another plan because and that was just running fucking 
everybody running is, their AC. Yeah, this is why I'm a little nervous about it. Imagine everybody charging their car at yeah. night. What is that going to do to the grid, and can it even handle it? The answer is likely no, it can't handle it. Do we want those people at Hydro One trying to spearhead this? I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen no evidence that they're capable of doing anything competent. So, you know, I mean, it's not a good idea. The other thing, too, is I want to know what the real impact is. And maybe there's somebody who's an environmentalist that can answer this question. But as I understand it, in order to make these electric vehicles, we need to do a lot of mining. We need nickel and cobalt and all those other precious metals that we do have in abundance in Canada to make these batteries for these vehicles. Well, what's the carbon footprint on that? Because the last that I heard is that driving electric vehicles going forward It'll take like a hundred years to offset the carbon emissions that we create just mining to create the batteries for these vehicles. So, I mean, great that day to day you're not necessarily contributing much to the, uh, the carbon emissions because you're driving an electric vehicle. But at what cost? How many carbon emissions came making that vehicle? What about airplanes? What about transit? Like, are all the transit systems going to have to go all electric by then? And what is that going to mean for people? There's a lot of questions here. Well, this is the thing, right? Concern, question, I mean, you name it. But I guess we'll find out some of the answers as we go. And some of them, by the way, I don't even think that they've thought through everything. That's the biggest concern for me. Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it sounds like, well, tell me if this is right. It kind of seems right now like they're going for a scorched earth thing. Like they're not even trying to do things that are popular. They're not even trying to do things that are helpful. They're trying to just get out an agenda so they can say they did it, knowing full well that they're likely going to lose the next election and the conservatives are going to undo it. So, I mean, is that it? Just put out all the ideological stuff they want so they can say they did it, knowing full well it'll never happen anyway? Or do they actually think this is the way to go? I I can't see how anybody could, in 2023, almost 2024, look to 2035 and imagine all of the vehicles that you see on the road around you are going to be electric. It just doesn't make sense. We've got all these uh, battery factories that we're building now. We're subsidizing them with billions and billions of dollars of taxpayer money. But a lot of those batteries are going to go overseas. How are we going to get, I think uh, the stat I read was there's 27 million vehicles on the road in Canada. Right now, we sell about a million, no, it's not even a million, it's half a million vehicles a year get sold in Canada, and there's 27 million vehicles on the road. How how are we going to replace all those? Mm -hmm. How? It just doesn't make sense. Like, it just can't be done. And, and, you know, I, I thought I might be out on my own on this, but seeing so many liberal news people and commentators say this just can't be done makes me really kind of come to the conclusion that This is just a pie-in-the-sky ideological thing that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, and there's a lot that has to be done in between that. I mean, you mentioned the batteries. We have to find a way to bring the cost down for those two just to make this make more sense for a lot of people and a lot of issues. But hopefully we'll be able to sort through them one at a time or maybe maybe there'll be a change of plans. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but I just picture a big fucking fight for no reason. I don't understand why we can't just say, hey, listen, the eventual goal is to get everybody moved over to EVs, but we've got to do it responsibly and sustainably, and we don't want to just fill the environment with a massive amount of carbon for the next 10 years while we're trying to mine to create the batteries. So forget 2035. Let's say by 2050, by 2065, by whatever. How about anybody who's not born yet? By the time you buy your first vehicle, it will be electric. Maybe that's a good way to do it. Rushing it through in the next 11 years just doesn't seem right to me.
Uh, by the way, our population is growing. We're adding a city the size of London, Ontario every quarter now. Wow. Canada's population. London ain't small for those who don't realize. <laughs> no, it was just there on Thursday. 430,000 people were added in the third quarter. The fastest pace since 1957. StatsCan released its population estimates yesterday, putting the number at more than 40.5 million Canadians now. 40.5 million. They say the population growth over the first nine months of 2023 has already surpassed the total annual growth of every other year on record, including last year. Wow. We got a lot of people here. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> okay, but- <laughs> That's a lot of people. Where, where are we going to put them, though? Like, I, 430,000 people. Even if the government's housing commitments, everything they said they were going to build and were building and building and building, even if all those houses were ready today, mm-hmm. that's still not enough for the 430,000 people that are coming in a quarter. I don't understand how that's even possible. We're going to have a lot more homeless people. This is a, a strain on everything, really, if you think about it. I mean, we need more everything. More transit. We need more libraries. We need more city services. We need more cops. We need more yeah. malls. We yes. need more everything. Yes, absolutely. And we're not really doing that. We're just bringing them here and saying, hey, welcome to Canada. Here's a, a couple of prepaid debit cards and stuff to get you on your feet, and then you're on your own. But we don't really have all the other things that we need to sustain a city or a society because. Well, we're just letting them in and going to deal with it after. Can I just me- and mention one thing that concerns me, too? And it makes me sad. And you had the story uh, in what you need to know for the Kitchener audience today. Um, can you tell everybody what happened oh. yesterday in Kitchener? This is a very sad situation. Yeah. It was, and, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what really frustrates me. A 25-year-old man is dead. 25-year-old. Six others taken to hospital after a carbon monoxide leak in a Kitchener home yesterday morning. It was a poisoning that happened when a... Car was left running in the garage with the door closed. Neighbors described a street full of ambulances and fire trucks with multiple people taken out of the house on stretchers. Police say the incident is not considered suspicious. Mm-mm. It was simply an accident. Um, so I was watching a reporter talk to people on the street. These are a, a street of almost all new Canadians, said the next door neighbor to this person. And they had no idea about CO poisoning. They had no idea. They admitted fully. They didn't even know what to watch for. I don't even believe they had alarms in their home, which you have to have, by the way, in law. Ontario by law. But I'm questioning the landlords in this situation because I, they were all they were renting from what I know, from what we heard uh, from the neighbor. This was, again, all according to a report last night from the and the neighbor was saying Where's the education at, too? Like, where, where's the education for that? We're missing that. Um, also, again, and I feel like as if you're if you're a landlord and you're taking that money from those people who are coming into the country, whatever the case is, can we at least make sure that they understand and make sure that also you understand how it works, how the laws work? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I don't know. I mean, we have carbon monoxide everywhere in the world. It's not unique to Ontario. I don't understand how they didn't know that leaving a car running in the garage was going to leave like carbon monoxide maybe into was, the home. Maybe it was an age thing too. Um, they were all Could young be. adults. Um, that again, this was just from what I saw being interviewed from this particular story. But just in general, I mean, if we're going to bring in a bunch of people, can we just make sure that I, I don't know? I don't even know the right thing to do. Um, but man, that's uh, anyway, life loss. That was sad. But I thought it's a good reminder to check your to make sure that you check smoke and and CO detectors alike. 
One of the first things that we could do to try and alleviate some of the pressure right now is colleges and universities need to step up. You can't accept all these people just because you need the money, quote unquote, and have nowhere for them to go. Expect, you should at least have enough dorm beds for all of your international students. If you don't have enough dorm beds for your student body, then you shouldn't be allowed to take any more international students. All of this would have been avoided if they were staying in res. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody opts not to stay in res, that's one thing, but there's no res spaces available. And the spaces that are available are, are getting eaten up here by people that maybe don't need it. There's a lot of reasons that they're full, but namely it's a shortage of supply. Well, we're all falling all over ourselves trying to build condos. I don't understand why schools aren't building massive new res buildings to try and accommodate all their students. It, it makes no sense that somebody could, from South Korea, for example, say, hey, I want to go to Western. Well, Western should have a room for you. If you're going to pay the higher tuition as an international student, you should at least have the option to stay in res. And I, frankly, right now, there's too many people that are just scattered everywhere and living in their cars, living in tents and shit like that because there's just not enough room. It's sad. Uh, huge news, south of the border, cat. The Colorado Supreme Court has removed former President Donald Trump from their state's primary ballot, which means he's essentially not eligible to run for president in Colorado. They say Trump is ineligible to be president after his role in the attack on the U.S. Capitol back in 2021. Next, it'll go to the Supreme Court. This is just posturing, really. I mean, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. For sure, Trump's already said, will appeal. And he's going to win at the Supreme Court. I mean, he's never actually been convicted. I don't even think he's ever even been charged with anything related to an insurrection. So I'm not exactly sure how the Colorado Supreme Court came to this conclusion, other than it's just political. Mm -hmm. But I, I agree with the people in America that have come forward. Even some Democrats, Joe Biden's party, have come forward and said, this is not going to end well if you guys try and take away the leading candidate. If We know you don't like him. We get it. You don't like Donald Trump. Democrats hate him. Well, there's a lot of people that love the guy. And if an election were held tomorrow, he would win by a landslide. If they pull him off the ballot on a technicality, quote unquote, or on a court decision before a single vote is cast, people are going to lose their shit. I'm dying to know. And I know you probably want to talk about this and maybe even separate. But for me, it, it, it goes together with. I'm curious what's going to happen in general with that whole election once January 1st hits. Yep. Because the other news that came down, I know you want to talk about, because I'm wondering if Trump's involved here in any way, shape, or form, because there were rumors that he was and other candidates and other people in power. But a federal judge ordered the public disclosure for the identities of the more than 150 people mentioned with the Jeffrey Epstein case. 170, actually. Oh, is it 170 now? <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. Listen, the... Shit's going to go down and people are getting canceled in right at the beginning of 2024. Like it's, if this gets out now, people can appeal it. Right. So th there's a chance this could get appealed. And I think small the chance. I think the reason they put it off until January 1st is because they want Bill Gates and those people to enjoy a nice Christmas before this list drops. Because once it <laughs> drops, life changes. I mean, you mentioned Bill Gates and yeah, that's one of the rumors. Uh, that's been a rumor for a long time. We all we can go on is rumors because, again, they've refused to let people have the information and form the opinions they want. So in this case, the New York judge has ruled that the names will be unsealed on January 1st. This list is rumored to include high-level politicians, possibly right up to the Oval Office itself. Spoiler alert, it'll include former presidents. 
It is going to include celebrities, the wealthy elite, and even royalty. We know Prince Andrew is a total piece of shit. Yep. He, he went to this island many, many, many times. And let's be clear about why people went to this island. I think some people went to the island maybe the first time, maybe even the second time. I don't think they just phone up celebrities randomly. Hi, it's Jeffrey Epstein. I run a sex ring for underage children here. And if you've ever wanted to bang a teenage girl, just come to my island and I'll pay for everything. I don't think that's how it works. I think they probably lured him in with free vacation, investment opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Take a load off. This is what all the, the, the Hollywood elite and political elite are doing. And then once they got there, they were sort of tempted with all the other shit. Well, some of them went many times, many, many times. And that's where you got to question it, because apparently some of these um, times and I watched the documentary. So this is what I know it off of uh, is witnesses who know uh, and worked there, by the way, worked on the island that were part of this documentary. Great documentary on Netflix. If you want to watch it before all this comes out, so you have a little bit more intel, if you will, go for it. What's it called? Uh, Jeff, uh, I can find the name of it for you. Um, oh darn. I'm going to have to go back to do that. The Epstein special on Netflix. Yeah. Just look up Epstein. You'll find it. But anyway, I'm looking at the list of people who just visited the island. Now these names could be on them or not, but there's photographic images. Like there's proof, photographic proof of them being on it. Names like Naomi Campbell and Vera Wang even. I mean, all these people that are on here and I'm looking at this list and it's big, but when you're rich and Bill Gates is on it, obviously, but when you're rich, you hang out with, uh, celebrity and that happens and it's quite possible some of the names on this list have zero to do with any of that they just thought oh rich guy island my friend's going i'm gonna go too and i just happen to be a celebrity and you had no fucking clue but others like you mentioned the ones it's the ones that go again and again you have to absolutely question in that case i think there's no way that you can't question it well i think that probably what's going to happen because we never get everything we want and we know at extremely high levels they're protecting some of the names on this list there's every reason to think bill clinton former U.S. president, was heavily involved with what went on on that island. His wife, too. A lot of reason to think that. We don't know for sure. It's just a rumor. But we'll find out on January 1st. Why I don't think that we're going to get the closure or the info that we're all looking for is they'll probably release, like, the list of contacts. And then we can ask questions like, well, why was Bill Gates in Jeffrey Epstein's contact list? That doesn't really prove anything. Exactly. What they need yeah. to release is the flight logs. We need to find out how many fucking times was Ashton Kutcher on that island? How many fucking times was Bill Gates and um, who's the other one? That's, uh, uh, Prince Andrew. Prince Bill Andrew. Like, yeah. All these ones that we know are going to be on this list. How many times were they there and what the hell was going on there? Did you really think that you could go to this island and and do God knows what with these underage girls and get away with it. Well, then again, they got away with it until now. Uh, I really don't know where this is going to go. I don't feel, though, like we're going to get complete closure. I think it's going to be real juicy. I think it's going to uh, raise a lot of questions. I don't know if anyone's going to get canceled, per se, but I'd really like to know when we're going to start laying charges. You know, sometimes I look around and ask myself, why are we paying the cops billions of dollars? We get these... These budget requests lately from every police force in Ontario, and frankly, I'm having a hard time getting behind them this time because it doesn't seem like they're doing their job when it comes to hate crimes. In this case, why do they have the CIA and the FBI if this hasn't led to a single charge? We know what went on. Jeffrey Epstein is dead because of it. If you believe the story that he killed himself or you believe that he was killed, either way, you got to ask yourself, why is he dead? 
Yeah. What were they trying to protect? Who were they trying to protect? What went on on that island? And why has no one been charged? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich is the name of it. Oh, maybe I did watch that. It was 2020. Like, it was out a while ago. But uh, very good. Nonetheless, if if you're interested in any of what we're talking about, watch it. And then get ready for January 1st because that's going to be crazy. By the way, I'm actually surprised they didn't release it on like Christmas Day or something like that. They want the people who want this information <laughs> suppressed, like- <laughs> they want it suppressed and buried when the news cycle is, when none of the news people are working and everything's in sure, repeats. Sure, but it would also be like the scene from the Lampoons, the SWAT teams fucking closing in on people. <laughs> people. Could you imagine? Bill Gates trying to enjoy a nice Christmas turkey dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, anyway, we have every right to ask questions about when on, what went on there, and, and I. Because we got to stop shit like that from ever happening again. A hundred percent. By the way, I have every confidence that you're going to see a number of Canadians on that list. Yeah, you might. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Ontario government is in... I don't even understand why this is a controversy, to be honest with you. The Ontario government spent $2 billion less than planned in the first two quarters of this fiscal year. The Financial Accountability Office tried to lampoon the government yesterday when they said the province used contingency funds to offset increases in health and justice and pointing it out as if it's a bad thing that they spent $2 billion less than was budgeted. The Conservatives spent $811 million more than expected on the health sector, primarily for services like drug programs and other provincial programs. They also noted the largest year-over-year spending increase on Metrolink's infrastructure projects. That's the new uh, train that they're building from Ontario Place to where the Science Centre used to be. Right. Or will, won't be for long. Won't be. And then the operation of long-term care homes and school board operating grants. Again, apparently this is controversial. I kind of want a government that comes in under budget. If they came in under budget, $2 billion under budget, and still managed to overspend on Metrolinks, hospitals, long-term care homes, and school boards, isn't that a great thing? Isn't yeah. that what we want from people? Well, where did they save money? Uh, they just, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess you'd have to go line by line. Okay, I so mean, like little things here and there, though. It's not like, oh, they saved a billion because they didn't do this and people are pissed because then I'd understand why people, why it may be controversial. But if that's not the case and it's just a little bit here and there, then isn't that what we pay people to do? Yeah. Because we pay people to try to save money. I honestly believe that if we hired the right people, if we went to, I don't know, let's go on LinkedIn and hire some fucking hired gun person, somebody who's real good at running a, a hospital system and say to them, hey, listen, you got like a $70 billion a year budget to run like 300 hospitals. Really not hard. It's not rocket science. And I'll tell you what, if you save us 
a billion dollars, your bonus is a hundred million dollars. You don't think just about everyone with half a brain in their head would be lined up for that? (laughs) No kidding. If you save us a billion, you get 10% pure profit, consider it a bonus. That's how bonuses work, right? I mean, you're supposed to earn your bonuses. You get your bonus based on your value to the company. So- and performance. That's it's. I mean, bonuses initially were always about that. They weren't an automatic. These days, they seem to be an automatic in a lot of cases, don't they? Well, this is the problem. Like again, the the heritage minister Pascal Saint Ange is calling on Catherine Tate, the head of the CBC, to explain how she can justify paying out bonuses to CBC executives, and cutting off so many, or, and, and getting rid of so many jobs. So many people me this. lost their job. They're yes. over budget by just a boatload of money, and they'll still pay themselves bonuses. I agree with the heritage minister. Pascal is absolutely right. If you're going to pay these bonuses, you need to come out in front of the Canadian people and tell them why. And I feel like sometimes these bureaucrats forget that they work for us. You may be Catherine Tate, the head of the CBC. That's ours. You technically work for us. And while you don't have to answer to me or to Kat or to you listening right now about why you made this decision or that decision, it's a little different when you're spending our money on bonuses after you laid off that many people. In the private sector, well, that's a totally different story. Those are private investors. Mm -hmm. When it's government money, I'll be honest with you, I don't think any government bonuses should be paid out right now. I haven't seen one government department that's running at peak efficiency to the point where they can say, we did so well this year, we're going to reward those who helped us get it done. Not one, except ironically, the hospitals, the doctors and nurses are doing great. They're not going to get bonuses, but you bet your ass the people running the hospitals are going to get six-figure bonuses. I don't understand why. I think we should just put a bonus freeze. If you're in the public sector, there's none. End of story. Uh, Trains and other equipment from the now defunct Scarborough RT are going to find a new home in Detroit. This is great. I think we conned them. (laughs) I I think we're fucking Detroit here, everybody. Or they're really that desperate. Maybe they are. But then did we take advantage? Well, you know what? Fuck them. They don't do anything for us. Let's do it. So the old Scarborough RT was falling apart. It was was effective. And hey, if you live in Scarborough and you rode that RT every day, good on you. If it works, it works. Some people are like that with their cars, right? Hey, it might be a little piece of shit, but it gets me from A to B. Sure. And if that's the case, fine. I know that you're waiting for a better transit system for Toronto. And hopefully in our lifetime, you'll see it. But they took the Scarborough RT out of commission. In Detroit, they have a very similar system called the People Mover. Ooh, People. Well, that is what it is. It's only five kilometers long. It just goes around the downtown, but they use it. That's handy, though. Yeah. In some cases, depending on how it's set up. I've never been to Detroit. Sorry, I have. I I went to Detroit, and then I left very quickly, Mm -hmm. so I didn't stay long. But, yeah, all right. Well, we, we took the Scarborough RT out of commission because a screw came. I swear I'm not kidding. A screw came loose, and the whole fucking thing derailed. It's old. It was mm-hmm. way past its lifespan. And we thought, oh, the end of the Scarborough RT, but it served us well. Like an old, old, old car. You know, when you finally have to say, I've fixed it too much. I've put too many things into it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'll just suck it up and buy a new one. I'm calling cars for kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes you're willing to let it go for just a tax receipt, which is fine. Yeah. Support them. That's great. But if you actually find somebody willing to pay you cash for that old vehicle, well, that's a different story. Sure. This is what Detroit's doing. They're desperate for parts and for more vehicles, so they're buying the old Scarborough RT. We're selling them five cars and the the spare parts that we've got laying around. 
for a million bucks. Well, I mean, Detroit, if there's one thing Detroit knows how to do, it's put that shit together. And maybe they can put it together in a way that, yeah, it works for them. It doesn't surprise me they want the parts. They've got a lot of people that know that shit. They're good at it. But do they realize it's a hunk of junk? Oh, it's a total I think piece so. Of they shit. they know that though. They must. Yeah. And you know what? They'll probably put it through a decent refurb and stuff like that. All fine, well and good. Yeah, you go right ahead and do that. But how great is it that somebody's willing to buy that thing off of us? It's like if you're ready to throw something out and you say at the last minute, ah, I'll just throw it on Facebook Marketplace and take a chance. Maybe I can get a buck for it. And somebody offers you a hundred for it? Holy shit, you feel like you won the lottery. Sure. Now it's making me wonder, what else can we sell? There's got to be a ton of useless shit laying around Ontario that we don't actually need anymore that maybe somebody is willing to buy. Are you suggesting an a- Ontario garage sale? I'm suggesting an Ontario garage sale. And it's everything. It's streetcars. It's subways. But- <laughs> it's those hydro transformers <laughs> that you see out in the fields. We're going to sell it all. Does anyone want a bunch of signs that say Dundas Street? <laughs> <laughs> because we could sell it to you in bulk. <laughs> maybe make some money back. Anybody? Any takers. <laughs> but that's what I mean. We don't need this shit anymore. If I we're know. not using it, try and get some money for it. Sure. I, I, I think it's a great idea. Just sell it to anybody. We should have, and the, could you imagine the garage? Like if it was just, and we'll do it online because that makes sense. And we don't, environmentally, we don't want people flying all over the place for it. But just every like province had, let's just say across Canada only. Let's just use this as an example. Or maybe even North America. Fine. Every every state and every province had their website set up. So it's an online garage sale. And you just went on and you just clicked and clicked and clicked shit and see how much money you make. I mean, it works for kids trying to save up money for whatever shit they want to buy. What do you do? You get them to sell their toys out front or the, for an old-fashioned garage sale or you put shit on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. All well and good. Teach them that, right? Why don't we do that? Because, That's not a bad idea. Because we're not smart in that way. Again, government doesn't operate the way everyone else does. If you want a PlayStation 5... PlayStation 4, maybe you can get a few bucks for it. You don't need to throw it out. Nobody's going to throw it out because they don't need it anymore. The government would totally throw it out. Yeah. You could put it on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe you get 20 bucks for it. But that's 20 bucks. And sure. you can contribute it to a new game for your PS5. I like this. When you run one day, let's do this. I could head up your garage sale marketing. It'd be fun. There should be a minister of garage sales. A minister, a minister of, of fucking garage sales. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a brilliant idea. But uh, we've got all kinds of bad. shit laying around. That hey, we- listen, it's not a bad idea. What are we going to do with the old Ontario Place building or the old Science Center building when we move it down to there? We can tear it down and build condos, but I'm sure there's some shit in there that somebody would buy. Hey, do you want a big ball that'll make your hair stand up when you touch it? It's for sale. Yeah, we don't stuff that you don't want to bother moving. You're just like, hey, just come pick it up from this location. Moving sale. Oh, I love where this is going. That's great. Celine Dion is not doing well. Yeah, that's too bad. Sad to hear about that. Do you know any more about this, or is it really just what her sister Claudette said in that French interview yesterday? Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's just what her sister said. Um, and Celine, ha- you know what's interesting? She was at the Habs game not long ago, not that long ago. And, and it's not that I thought because I saw her at a hockey game, or at least meeting in the dressing room. I don't know if she sat at the whole game. I don't know. But I know that she met with some of the some of the team, uh, in the dressing room for a short while. And I guess in the back of my mind, I thought that meant she was doing good or better or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily mean so. And now she's lost all control of her muscles. Um, stiff person syndrome, really, really rare. And she's doing her darndest. And she's got money to back it up, too. So she's doing her darndest to try to figure out medication that works. But uh, it doesn't have a great history in terms of getting back to where you were. Uh, and losing control of your muscles, I don't know what that looks like. I was wondering uh, I know that, that Claudette too. kind of didn't... 
She said that. She said that much. But does that mean Celine Dion is not able to get out of bed? Does it mean that someday she is, but kind of like an arthritis of types? Um, your, your body, like rheumatoid arthritis, I know, for example, sometimes like your brain wants you to hold something and your body is like, nope, I'm not fucking holding that, right? And then you drop it or whatever the case is. So I don't know if it's that kind of loss of control or if this is all together, I can't get up. I don't know how bad it gets. And because stiff person syndrome is so rare, it's possible it varies because there's not enough people uh, that know. So I don't know. I don't know enough about stiff person syndrome to say, but it is sad news for sure. It is sad news. She she really, she's one of those people, it seems. And, and Claudette said this, actually. It's a, it's a good way she put it. She seem, She's a disciplined woman. And she seems that way to me. Like yeah. Celine Dion has her shit together, okay? Uh-huh. She's got a plan. She's a planner. She knows how to execute it. She works hard to get to it. So when something like this happens to someone like that, I'd imagine it's pure frustration. What I wonder is when you get a, a rare disorder like this that only one in a million people get, does the the drug makers even care? Like, are they actively working to find something that will help with stiff person syndrome or do they focus on the stuff that more people get? Are they trying to develop new antibiotics or new cancer treatments or something like that? Like if you have a disease that only one in a million people have, yeah. there's not like there's a, a month dedicated to raising money for your no. disease. It's not like there's no. people holding out uh, uh, hats and, and collecting donations at the liquor store for you. No. So it's got to feel very, very isolated and lonely. Very much so. Yeah, I feel for her. By the way, speaking of which, it just occurred to me yesterday, and I don't know how it took until this year for me to realize it. You don't even really realize it until it's Christmas time. But whether you're at the mall or the LCBO, it's really only around Christmas time that you realize how many regular people out there play the tuba and the trombone. Oh, yeah. It's not that beautiful that they get to dust that off or take it outside of their house. But where do they do this? Like for the amount of people that you see at the mall doing like the Salvation Army bands and stuff like that. And like I said, trumpets, tubas, uh, all that sort yeah. of shit. And I'm like, where the fuck were you all the rest of the year? Where do you even practice that? Yeah. I never hear the tuba except for at Christmas. It's kind of like choirs, too. There's so many choirs around every city. Every city has their own like organization and this choir and that choir. And they all sing for their just for because they like it. Right. But this time of year, they get to put that shit out there to the world, and it's a beautiful thing. Good on you, tuba players and choir singers. But, like, do they practice? Do they just start practicing at the end of November, or is this, like, an all-year-round year thing, and ah. they just roll it oh, out man. when it's time for the Salvation Army to for come out? For some people, it's a year-round thing, man. For huh. some people, it's a year-round thing. They get together. And it maybe it's a monthly basis or whatever, but they get together with their – they jam out. <laughs> just jam out. If that's, right. what you, if that's what you call it with wind instruments, I don't know. <laughs> But I'm assuming it's something like that. They, t- uh. they toot out. <laughs> you want to get together and toot? <laughs> I, sometimes I wonder. Get together and blow? <laughs> Who's up for a good blow? Big blowy you party come? in my place. <laughs> You're going to blow so good. It's going to be great. Uh, uh. Something that we have on our FM radio shows today. It was on the morning shows. And if you're listening this afternoon in London or tonight in Barrie, you'll hear about this too. A woman is going viral because she posted her Christmas bonus from work on on X Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it X. Can I just call it Twitter? Just say Everybody Twitter. knows Everybody what I knows mean, right? Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the work there decided they were going to cut some costs, but still do something nice for the employees. Mm-hmm. They brought in a potato bar. A potato bar? This is like um, like a vodka bar. No, they're not turning it into <laughs> vodka. This would be like a poutine bar. There's a bunch of baked potatoes sure. there, and you, yeah. t- you take your, your tater down the line, and you put your sour cream and your chives and your bacon and whatever other nonsense you put on a baked potato, and then you sit and eat it. 
That was their bonus. Work brought in a potato bar. Can we not call things like that a bonus, though? A, a bonus is like a take-home thing. You can't even take that home. That's, no. that's a sit down, That's a dinner or a lunch. Going through the comments, some people feel this is great, and she should have brought Tupperware and taken it. I mean, me personally, I don't eat more than one baked potato. Yeah, that seems like an excessive you, amount of potatoes. What are you going to do with that many baked potatoes? You have to, like, eat them soon, right? You can't freeze those. What's particularly frustrating about this is they estimate the value per staff member was about $15. They're going to treat it as a taxable benefit and take it off their check. What? Yeah. Why? That seems silly. That part seems silly because it's, listen, not everybody does bonuses. And what did we mention? We were talking about the government. Bonuses are there for performance. Some companies don't even have them, though. So do you, do they even bother? Like, do you think a baked potato is better than nothing? Because in my opinion, I don't even, I don't think that's the case. I'd rather nothing at all. Like, uh, if our if, if I worked at a place that usually gave bonuses, but suddenly it was like potato bar, it's better than nothing. I'd be like, you know what? I don't fucking think it is. I, I don't think it's better than nothing. I think I'd rather you give me nothing than this potato bar that you're <laughs> taking off my paycheck. I think if you ask just about anybody, <laughs> do you want the the potato bar or would you, do you just want the cash? Yeah, or do you want fifteen dollars? Yeah, it, it's going like, to cost us say. about one hundred and fifty bucks. There's ten staff members. Want to just give you all fifteen bucks, or should we bring in the potato bar and have a nice fun experience? Fuck it. Take, take the, the cash. Everybody would. How many offices are bringing in pizza or KFC or something like that this week is a nice treat for the employees. Just give me the fucking money. Is it about the treat, though, or is it about, like, doing something at the office to make people, to force people to mingle and shit like that? Because I th- think there's a difference, right? Most people don't like a lot of the people they work with. I don't know why you'd force us to mingle well, at all. And if they wanted to get together, they would. Yes. Right? They like, outside of would. Outside of work. Yeah. In fact, they're probably organizing shit that you as the boss don't even know about. Oh, maybe. And maybe. You, you might find out about it because you saw them on Instagram Aww, or something. Oh, that's kind of sad. They but don't true. want your shitty potato and it's certainly not as a taxable benefit. <laughs> I'm going to throw this potato at you. <laughs> Screw you. Jesus. Starting tomorrow on the Scott and Cat radio show, we're going to be doing the first part of the top 10 what's trending stories of 2023. And you know what? We'll do it on the pod tomorrow too, if you're okay with that. Yeah. So, that so that people can hear. But I'm telling you right now, because I've compiled the list here and I've been working on this. Actually, to be honest with you, I work on this beginning in January, all the way through. So you keep a running thing. I, I do. I keep a running thing. And only because it, it's easy to forget. And I'm going to give you one example of how easy it is to forget what happened in this calendar year. Jeremy Renner almost fucking died this year. Do we all remember that? That was this year? That was in the beginning of January. So, yes, it was long ago, but we spent a lot of time talking about it at the time. Trying to figure out how you run yourself over. Right? With and a we, snowplow. Yes, yes. So, we're going to look back, way back. Of course, some of the stuff that trended the most was probably in the middle of the year, I'd say. But I'm going to do uh, the top 10 altogether. But tomorrow is going to be 10 to 6, and then we're going to do the top 5 on Friday. You know what I think? What? I think next year's. You're going to get number one for 2024 on January 1st when that fucking Epstein list it, comes out. And, and I'll write, I'll make sure to take a note of that. But I'm uh, telling you, you are probably not wrong. There's a lot of stars in Hollywood Lots. that are on that list. Yep. Gotta go, everybody. We'll have another new episode of After 9 tomorrow. In the meantime, do whatever it is you have, do when you're not listening. Have a nice day. Have that. Have one of those. <laughs>